Let's pray. Sound good? All right. God, we thank you for meeting with us and that you are is just faithful to us and that when you say, seek me, it's not something that's an impossible task that we're going to just end up being disappointed, but we will find you if we seek you with our whole heart. So God, I just pray that we would remember that truth, that we would never stop seeking you, searching for you, looking for the hidden truths that you have for us to discover. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So I kind of was kicking around two different ideas, and then the stuff that Daniel talked about this morning just kind of confirmed which one I was supposed to talk about. I've talked in Jeremiah before, so we're going to go to Jeremiah again. Jeremiah 29, specifically, and I'm not doing Jeremiah 29.11. I'm doing what comes right before it, okay? Not Jeremiah 10. I'm not doing verse 10. No, no, I haven't. So, in Jeremiah 29, you can go there, and we're going to start at verse 4, yes. So this is a letter that was given to talk to the exiles that were surviving after the destruction of Jerusalem, the horrible, horrible experience they went through that was unfortunately God's will <laughs> what was coming and they he warned them that it was happening so in this passage Jeremiah is talking to the people there the elders of Jerusalem you can see at the top it says who it's specifically going to surviving elders of the exiles the priests the prophets and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. So, this is who this is to, okay? But we, obviously, there's truth in here that we can glean from and learn from ourselves. So, starting at verse 4, it says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile. That's the key thing. God said, I sent them, you know. So, he's in this still. Sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage, that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare, you will find your welfare. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Do not let your prophets and your diviners who are among you deceive you, and do not listen to the dreams that they dream, for it is a lie that they are prophesying to you in my name. I did not send them, declares the Lord. So, as Tim always says, this is the reading of the word. I want you guys to think about this in the context of being in Butte for a while. This passage here, it, it, the part that I started reading, 
the language that's there, specifically verse 5. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. What Jeremiah is saying, what he's really, the Lord is saying, is you're going to be here a while. Hunker down. Get used to it. And specifically, what he starts to say is bless the place you are at. Bless the city you're in. Which, for the Jewish people to be told, bless those who, in a way, are your curse, was really, really hard to hear. Because Jewish people have a very hard sense of justice. I mean, if you talk to somebody who's Jewish and say, you know, what's the biggest hang-up when it comes to the teachings of Jesus, if you've heard them, that you have a problem with? Why is it that you don't want to follow him and you believe him not to be the Messiah? What's the hang-up? A lot of the times, what they hinge on is when he says, love your enemies and pray for them, they're like, "Uh uh-uh, I ain't going to do that. I want him to bring the fire of God down on these people that are wronging me. Right, exactly. That was a pretty typical response for a lot of Jewish people. It was like, Lord, send your Messiah who's going to destroy the Romans. (laughs) Whoever it was, whether it was the Babylonians and this, whether it was the Persians that came after them, whether it was the Romans that came later, they had this sense of, we want, yeah, I mean, when it comes to the Holocaust, Germany, That's a fitting one, too. They don't want God's mercy and grace on these people. Or blessing, welfare. So for this to be said is really, really, really hard for them to palate. It's difficult for them to ingest and go, yeah, I'll do that. It's a big struggle. It's a huge challenge. So I don't know specifically where you guys are at as far as being in Butte. If you're somebody who's like, yeah, I know I'm going to be here for a while. Or you feel like you're supposed to be here for a while. And maybe you're like, eh, I really don't want to. Let this passage be something that speaks to you. Okay? This here, the really interesting thing about it is the word welfare is the Hebrew word shalom. So depending on the translation you read, some of you might have been reading this, and it said, the peace be on the city. Does anyone have a translation that says that? Yeah? Right. It says, starting at verse 7, that's kind of where it starts to say, but seek the peace. Some translation might say, the peace of the city that you're in. And there's a reason for that. It's because the word shalom is often translated peace. But you see, in this passage here, it doesn't just mean peace. We don't really have a word for shalom that's all-encompassing like the word shalom is. The word shalom is an all-together well-being of you. It's peace of mind, peace of soul, peace of body. It's all of your life in well-being. There's peace on your whole life. Your financial life is at peace. Your job is at peace. Your home is at peace. Your marriage is at peace. Your relationship with your parents is at peace. With your siblings is at peace. There's shalom all over you. 
it's not just a piece on you, but it's also just welfare, a satisfaction. It's you're living the good life. <laughs> Who wants to live the good life? Anyone? Yeah? So here's what it says. Let's go to verse 7 again. But seek the, and I'll just say shalom in place of the word, okay? But seek the shalom of the city where I have sent you into exile. <laughs> Which, again, is really hard to, to come to terms with. Wait a second, God. I'm in exile. I don't want to be here. This is your discipline on me. This is the punishment that I'm getting, which is coming upon me by an incredibly barbaric place. People that don't love you. <laughs> which, how many of you feel like that's beat sometimes? Yeah, a little bit. And pray to the Lord on its behalf, because they ain't praying for themselves. <laughs> They're not praying for their welfare. They're fighting and toiling for it in unholy ways. For in its welfare, in its shalom, you will find your shalom. That's where it comes from. Now, I, the title of this little sermon, that little passage here for you guys, is Seek the Shalom of Butte. And I have that because I think, and I, I've heard it a lot while I've lived here, especially when I first lived here. I started hearing it a lot. It, this kind of like, there's obviously this butte versus everybody, right? You guys have heard that. And there's this war mentality. <laughs> Us versus them. Right? There's this perspective as well. If you guys have seen the stickers on cars that say Montana's full. <laughs> you guys seen those? <laughs> you might see them from time to time. It's a sticker that's basically saying Montana's full. Don't come here. We don't want any more people here. I hear, how many of you have heard tremendous complaints from people about others moving to Montana within the last few years? And we're like, get out of here. We're full. Leave us alone. Go to Idaho. <laughs> right? Yeah. Nobody wants to go there. <laughs> so, this is what I want you guys to think. In regards to this passage, I want you to guys, I want all of you to see this passage from the eyes of here in Butte. Do you complain about the people that are here? Do you complain about the problems in Butte? Or do you seek its welfare? Or do you seek its peace? Do you say, man, we have nothing to shop at here? Well, is that all you say? Or do you actually plan to make a difference. <laughs> the interesting thing, going to verse 5, it says, build houses and live in them, plant gardens, and eat their produce. And then it says, start families there. Be present. Stay put. Because in this, they're going to be there for 70 years. <laughs> they're like, you might as well make the most of it while you're there. <laughs> Do you want these 70 years to be completely miserable? Or do you want there to actually be some shalom while you're there? 
and it comes through you bringing it. Because that's how God wants to impact the world around us, is through us. He wants to bring the shalom to Butte through you. He wants to bring the welfare, the prosperity, the blessing to Butte through you. So how is that going to happen? Well, do something about it. (laughs) Make a difference. The places that you're complaining about, try to make a difference to make it better. How many of you see garbage all around Butte? It's everywhere. <laughs> There's trash all over the place. It's constant. And it can be easy to just go, Man, I just cleaned the street yesterday. <laughs> I just picked up trash outside my house yesterday, and now it's all back. What the heck? Why does this keep happening? And then just give up and say, forget it. I'm just not going to try anymore. Because what difference is it making? Well, if you're doing it by yourself, it's part of the problem. (laughs) Do it. It doesn't mean stop doing it. But, like, we're a church that's supposed to do this as a people. There's a reason why Jeremiah wasn't just writing this to one person. (laughs) He's saying, listen, all of you that are still here, make the most of it. You want this place to be a blessing and not a curse to you? then bless it, and that will come back to you. And it's all connected so much to what Daniel was talking about this morning, this idea of when you bless it, when you give the best first, God just blesses it. He blesses your hand. He blesses everything you do. It goes back to Psalm 1. It talks about this. It's like a tree that's planted by living waters, Bearing fruit in every season. That's not natural. To bear fruit in every season? Most fruit has a harvest time. And it's not all the time. There's some out there that is. But by and large, especially here in the north, right? There's a harvest time and there's a winter time. There's a planting time. If you guys want to see things better here. And there's so many people that I hear, and I've heard it for years now, complaining about Butte and just, uh, I just need to move and leave. There's nothing here. This place sucks. Butte's the worst. Well, do you want to make it better? And I've heard that from people that are like, they have houses here. I'm like, are you moving? No? Well, then do something about it. Make a difference in your community. Make it better. Obviously, there's service projects you can do in town of, like, going to the Butte Rescue Mission. That's not what this is about. That's important, too, and I've given sermons on that. (laughs) But this is about what do you see in this city that you've been cursing, not speaking shalom on, not blessing, giving it welfare, praying on its behalf to be better, but have just been, like, whining about. Man, our streets are so dirty. There's no good parks here. There's nothing to shop at here. There's this, there's that. There's all these problems. I mean, you guys can think of stuff, right? Am I the only one that's done this? (laughs) Because I've done this, too. But there's times I'm like, wait a second. 
that's not what I'm supposed to do as a follower of Christ. That's not what I'm supposed to do as somebody who carries the presence of God with me everywhere I go. That's not something I'm supposed to do. I don't see that in Scripture. <laughs> Jesus wasn't walking around Israel just going, you all suck, you know that? And this place is the worst. Man, it's, it's no wonder why Rome is in control of you. <laughs> he wasn't going around speaking curses on everybody. <laughs> he was speaking things that the Jewish people had a hard time hearing, which was this type of stuff. <laughs> Seek the shalom of your exilers. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Bless those who persecute you. Bless them and do not curse. You know, like, say it twice. Because the tendency is to do the opposite. That's the natural thing. The unnatural thing is what the Spirit of God is speaking, is what the Spirit of God is saying, is what the Lord wants us to do, which is to seek the shalom of where you are. Specifically, of the people that are seemingly causing your problems that are bringing your burdens on you, that are bringing your hardships, your difficulties, your challenges. Now here's the thing I want to talk about, the last thing, is these last couple verses. And this is where the Lord is saying, don't listen to the people that are not saying this. <laughs> Don't listen to what the people are saying that are not Jeremiah. Because he's actually speaking what I'm saying. The others are not. This is what it says. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Do not let your prophets and your diviners who are among you deceive you. And do not listen to the dreams that they dream. For it is a lie that they are prophesying to you in my name. I did not send them, declares the Lord. And what I felt like the Lord was saying with this passage here, these couple verses, is you guys have heard people saying all the things about Butte. <laughs> and maybe the pe people in Butte that are from here originally speaking about others, Butte versus everybody, Right? Or saying, get out of my town. I didn't let you in. You're not welcome here. When, if you go ask around, there's actually a lot of people that have moved here. <laughs> I mean, most of them keep their mouth shut because they know if they open their mouth, somebody's going to start a fight with them. <laughs> well, you're part of the problem. You know, if you weren't here, we wouldn't have this issue. <laughs> Now, are you listening to those people? Are you going along with those people? The people that are speaking curses over our town. The people that are saying, man, Butte's just a problem town. There's so many problems here. We need to leave. I'm getting out of here because this place is better. That place is better. Every city has its problems. <laughs> okay? <laughs> There's no perfect city in here. The city you're in is where you should be blessing. 
You should bless everybody. It doesn't mean curse other towns, okay? <laughs> well, it means if you're there, you might as well bless it. <laughs> if you're there, you might as well seek its welfare. Because what does it say in this passage? In verse 7, for in its welfare, you will find your welfare. There's so many people that just complain about this town and say, you know, if it wasn't for this, I would be well off. If it wasn't for this, I wouldn't have these problems here. If it wasn't for the unions, <laughs> heard that, right? <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm preaching, right? <laughs> but it's true. We say, well, if it wasn't for this, if it wasn't for that, well, do what it says just before that. Pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find yours. If you want shalom here, you're not going to get it by never speaking it, never bringing it, never doing it. So, I want us to talk. I want us to brainstorm what are some welfare to our city, shalom to Butte ideas you guys have. Maybe it's going along the interstate, picking up all the garbage that's in our town. <laughs> the different streets that we got. There's no shortage of them. Maybe it's trying to figure out a way to fix all the stinking potholes here. Because I don't think they're going to be able to fix all of them by the time winter comes back. <laughs> it's a big problem, right? I mean, let's think about these things. What is the blessing of this city that it needs, that we can see this city better and become something greater. And it might be something like, man, I don't know if we have time for that. There's too many problems. How are we going to fix all these? Well, it starts with one. And do something with what you can. Paul says, I don't say to give what you don't have, but to give out of what you have. I'm not putting this expectation on you to give beyond what you carry. You know, God isn't going to say, you know what, you should give a million dollars when you've only got 10000 in the bank. You don't have a million dollars, why would he tell you to give a million dollars? That implies that you need to go rob a bank. <laughs> not a good idea. <laughs> no, no. God wants you to give what you have. And give, I mean, you can give out of your abundance, or you can give out of your lack. Well, if you start to give out of your lack, then you'll never lack again. <laughs> That's kind of what we learned this morning. That's at least part of what I took away from it. <laughs> you start to give what you have. It's amazing how much more you have. So then you can give more. And then you have more. And then you give more. And then you have more. <laughs> So let's do something about this town, amen? Let's better Butte. Let's seek the shalom of Butte. Because I'm going to be here for a while. I know that for myself. I don't know about you guys. But no matter how long you're going to be somewhere, you might as well make the most of your time here. Instead of just going, meh, I'm leaving in a week anyways. So I'm just going to do what I can for later. <laughs> no, bless where you are always. 
Seek the blessing of everywhere you are. Bring God's presence with you because that's what God's presence is, is blessing. It really truly is. It is a blessing to everyone that's in it. It makes a huge difference. And it's going to please God. And who doesn't want to do that, right? So I'm going to pray. And then let's talk. Let's discuss. Let's brainstorm some ideas. I'll write them down. And I want to put these things into action this year and do something with it. God, I just pray that we would hear your Holy Spirit that we would listen to what you have for us and what you have for this city. However long our time here is, God, I pray that we would make the most of it. If it's a few days, if it's a few years, if it's a few decades, however long it may be, God, I pray that we would make the most of the time that we have wherever we go and wherever we are. That we would seek the shalom of the city that you have us in. Give us ideas, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.